let's shift into wellness. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Amber Patchla, health coach, essential oils educator, wellness advocate, and lover of life. In this podcast, we will touch on all things wellness and journey together to become our healthiest and strongest selves in body, mind, and spirit. Join me and my amazing guests every week as we discuss all things health and wellness and how you can take steps to be a happier and healthier version of you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Shift Into Wellness. Thanks so much for being here with me again. I hope everybody is doing wonderfully. I am recording this real time and releasing this podcast this afternoon. So it is April 26th, I want to say. And I'm sitting here in a winter sweater and jeans after I was, then it's Tuesday and I was in a bikini in my backyard sunbathing on Sunday. Welcome to Ontario, Canada, folks. Um, I am going to do something a little different and I'm going to do a five part series and the five part part series is going to be on my five pillars for optimal health. And these five pillars are something that I teach inside of coaching and I follow myself and, um, go back to, assessing them and and how I'm feeling very, very often. And those five pillars are nutrition, movement, hydration, sleep, and environment. All very, very important for optimal health. And I am going to start the series with nutrition. (laughs) And this is essentially going to be sort of an overview. I'm not going to get into the science or anything like that, but um, talk a little bit about why nutrition is important, some things that have worked for me, some things that I believe can work for you and uh, and a lot of people, and some um, tips and tricks. And uh, feedback is always greatly appreciated. And if you have any questions on it, do not hesitate to reach out, as always. So I feel like everybody knows nutrition is important. (laughs) Food fuels us. It gives us energy. What we bring in, you know, we also hopefully eliminate and it can, uh, it can make or or break your, your poops and your, um, optimal gut health and all basically functions of your, of your body. And it has many. One thing I will preface this episode with saying is that I think most people listening to this podcast, um, are likely, in the same position as I am. And that is in a position of privilege in which we have the ability to, uh, we have the, like we have the ability to assess what we're eating, choose what we're eating, choose what we're putting into our body and choose um, what, what, what kind of money we want to spend on, on food and, uh, and beverage and 
I just feel that we're very, very lucky to have this. So try to keep that in mind as well. So I believe fully that good, quote unquote, good nutrition looks very different for everybody. What works for someone might not work for someone else. There are so many factors to this, you know, depending on what your gut health looks like, uh, your blood type, your activity level, your lifestyle, you know, if, if you're on shift work or if you live a nine to five or if you have kids, like there are just so, so, so many factors that will affect how nutrition serves you and how you can serve yourself through it. So I will never, ever sit here and tell anyone that this is going to work for you and it's going to work for you too, because that simply probably is not the case. One thing that I do say, though, um, to almost everyone, or actually to everyone, is something that I learned from uh, a nutritionist that I worked with and who I've had on the podcast before, and she's Stephanie Kay, and she really, really shoves the concept of eat real food down your throat, and I love it, and I learned so much from her, and it's something that I now teach myself and um, and try to follow as best as I possibly can. Real food is just phenomenally important to your health. There are so many processed options out there right now. Um, you can just go to the grocery store and, you know, walk to the inside aisles and you are going to find loads and loads of processed foods and particularly processed foods that are labeled healthy. <laughs> so what is real food? Real food basically, you know, it comes from the ground and from trees and from plants and from animals and from the sea. Real food is really easy in my opinion it's a very easy concept to follow and it's a really delicious um, concept to follow process why not process foods because they are just fucked with for lack of better words <laughs> I remember learning from Stephanie about she used yogurt as an example um, and she recommends full fat yogurt, as do I. I, I usually buy um, up to 4% actually. But that this light yogurt, essentially upon processing, they're taking all the nutrients out of it. I think we might've even talked about this in the podcast. I can't remember. Uh, but they're taking all the nutrients out of it. They like removed the calcium from it, <laughs> made it into this light version and then had to put some calcium back into it like, because it was gone from the processing um, operation. And I just thought that was so wild. Like, why are we removing good stuff from food to make it appear better as a low-fat option? It's mind-boggling to me. And depending on, on how old you are, you'll remember the low-fat craze of, what was that, the 90s? It was wild. Everything had to be low-fat, low-fat, low-fat. And um, 
one thing that I've learned is, is that, that that is simply not the case now. Processed foods are inflammatory. They will just bloat you like nobody's business. They do nothing good for your body. That being said, <laughs> I'm certainly not saying I never eat processed food and I'm not slamming it by any means. If you love having, you know, some smart food or a chocolate bar or I don't know, like whatever that looks like, McDonald's cheeseburger for a treat with your kids after baseball a couple of times, it's not going to kill you. Nobody's saying to like, nobody's saying never, but try to develop the habit of, you know, doing that less often. And I assure you that you are going to feel better for it. You can read labels. This is a really great practice that I have incorporated into my life. I think I did it a long time. Well, I know I did it a long time ago, but as I have studied and learned and learned from other, you know, well, not other, but from nutritionists and other health coaches and things of the such, um, I've learned what to really look for. And label reading can be very, very handy when you know what to look for. For example, canola oil, red flag, very processed, very inflammatory. If you have any questions about label reading, reach out. I'm happy to help. So all that being said, most of you have probably heard about the 80-20 rule. And I think it's that's a kind of cool rule. <laughs> I don't know. I would say maybe I do follow it. Probably. I don't do it like uh, consciously anymore, but I would say I do it because I do have quote unquote treats, <laughs> um, or indulge a little bit here and there. But I would say that probably 80% of the time, if not a little bit more, I am eating real food, hydrating, following, following, um, all the steps to feel my absolute best. And the reason that it's not that hard is because you feel so damn good. You really look at it and think, okay, do I want that cocktail or do I want those French fries? And while again, there is no shame in, in indulging, sometimes I think to myself, nope, because I'm going to feel so much better if I don't. <laughs> so 80-20 is a great concept. Eat real food and, and uh, follow your, you know, uber healthy lifestyle 80% of the time and treat yourself a little 20% of the time. I like it. Ways of eating can also benefit different people differently. So, you know, for example, intermittent fasting is very popular right now. And I think it has been for the last year or two. And it's something that I practice occasionally or even more than I even noticed to be totally honest um, but I know a lot of women and men who have who it's really worked for and if you're not familiar with it intermittent basically we're, we fast every day you know you have dinner or you have your last snack or whatever you do before bed you sleep and then the next time you eat you break the fast which is breakfast break fast what intermittent fasting um, 
essentially is, is the time that you are fasting for. So I think the most popular one is you eat for eight hours and fast for 16. I prefer more something like 10 hours and 14. People do 12 and 12. I mean, honestly, it's whatever works for you. But this is one that um, that you'll see often, and, and I hear I've I've even spoken to a couple of women like, oh, my husband did intermittent fasting; he dropped twenty pounds this fast. It's really not working for me. Well, that could be because your hormones are <laughs> not digging that, and they want more of a whatever time limit, or they want more carbs, or they want more protein, or whatever that's going to look like. Um, it's very different for people. Some people eat, you know, two huge meals a day. Some people like to eat five times a day, smaller kind of snacky meals. That was a big thing a few years ago. Some people like the traditional three meals a day. I kind of like that. Um, but my point here is, is that there is no right or wrong and that you should consider what has worked for you in the past, what you feel would work best for you now and maybe give a couple different things a try and, and see how you feel. Journal it. See what you like. Another thing that I will touch on on nutrition is, in my opinion, the importance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And getting, when I'm talking about these, um, I'm speaking about good sources, healthy sources in vegetables and um, meat and poultry and fish, uh, grains, unless you're, you know, you're uh, gluten intolerant, which, which a lot of people are these days. But I am of the opinion that you don't need to be afraid of carbs or afraid of fat or, you know, afraid of protein. Again, this is all about what works for you, but essentially all of those three macronutrients really <laughs> are really necessary um, for proper body bodily functions. They all play different roles. They all help um, with all of the functions in your body. And uh, they are all, yeah, just beautiful. And, and there, you have so many options for these. Now, the ratio on how much of each of those you want is also going to differ from person to person. I'm sure that there's some people listening who have tracked macronutrients, micronutrients, um, and that is, I know, has been a very successful tool for a lot of people. I personally don't have the patience for that, um, but a lot of people do. And it's something that I think if that works for you, then then giddy up and um i am learned on it so if you have any questions about that let me know i think that there is just sort of like a slight stigma around good nutrition 
and the fact that it is difficult. And I have to say that I disagree with that so, so much. There are so many recipes out there. Um, I can provide you with my favorite websites um, that you can that you can use and healthy, quote unquote, healthy eating can just be so satisfying and so delicious and so easy. And where I'm going with this is that that makes good nutrition sustainable. And sustainability is obviously so important. It prevents yo-yo dieting. It educates you. You know what works best for your body, for your partner, for your family. Um, you understand, I mean, most importantly, you understand what you're putting into your body. And how good does that feel? I know where this food is coming from, or I know what this food is going to do for me. It's fabulous. And on that note, I will say, because I know um, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time or, you know, since the beginning, I definitely have been vocal about how eating mainly organically has helped me and has helped reduce my inflammation. And I still do try to stick with that. Um, it can be a bit, a bit expensive, but I know where my money is going. I know who I'm supporting. I know how, you know, for example, the animals were treated. I've had, I had Mitch on the podcast, um, who is the farmer that I purchase, uh, beef and pork from up here. And I just want to say that that works for me and it works for, um, for us. And if it's something that you feel that you can afford and that you might want to try out, then I highly, highly recommend seeking out a local farmer, a local um, market with, with organic vegetables and fruits. It's, it's just, it's amazing, A, to give back to your community, to help support those people who are treating the earth and animals ethically and, and with love. And you know that you're getting the highest quality of food to go into your system. If not, then your next best option is just buying real food from the grocery store. You know, they, you, what they say is to stay on the outer, you know, edges of the outer, like of the square of the grocery store, to stay on the outside and you're going to be able to buy real food. And if frozen vegetables work for you, then do it. I always have frozen vegetables simply for convenience in my freezer. And you're still going to get amazing nutrients and they're still going to taste delicious. Um, it's just very, very convenient. Grow your own. If you have if you have access to a garden in your backyard, like or space to have a little garden in your backyard or even a little herb garden inside... That's so satisfying, <laughs> planting, watering, loving, nurturing, and then eating that food. It's freaking amazing. So give that a go and see what you think. And then on, on the nutrition side of things, I will just quickly say that supplements can be very important. I didn't supplement with a lot for a long time. I still 
I wouldn't say sup. I don't supplement a shit ton compared to some other people, but I did get some blood work done. I saw a naturopath and you can do this with your doctor, a naturopath, um, a practitioner, functional, um, practitioner and see where your levels are at. You know, vitamin D is something that a lot of people are low in and they just don't know what I was. And I was supplementing, uh, magnesium for women. I also had Dr. Barb on the podcast and she talked to us about the benefits of magnesium. This is a very important one, but there are so many things like B vitamins, fish oils, omegas, multivitamins. I mean, the list can go on. So I would recommend if you can, and, or if you're curious to have yourself tested and see if supplementing might be good for you. Doterra actually also has some amazing supplements, which people aren't really overly familiar with. So if you're curious about that, reach out with any questions. Okay, that's what I'm going to say about nutrition, short and sweet. If you have questions, reach out. My biggest point is eat real food and pay attention to what you're putting inside of your body and that healthy, long-term, sustainable habits are achievable and they are not as difficult as you may think that they are. If you are looking or considering, uh, looking for or considering a health coach, I am here for you. If you know anyone that is, I am here for them. You can book a consult call for free. If you go to my Instagram, Amber Patchla, I've got a link tree attached there. My website will be out very soon. I would say by next week, which you can also book through. That will be uh, amberpatchla.ca. And um, I would love, love, love to work with you in this capacity and help you. I'm also going to mention I'm always here to work with you and help you with essential oils and with natural health products and with cleaning up your home and removing toxins. And that is with uh, doTERRA. You can also book a call for that through my link tree. You can also always email me amberpatchla at yahoo.ca. Okay, so let's end with my favorite oil currently. Um, it's one that was, pro it was definitely my absolute favorite when I, well, how can I even say that? I had so many favorites, but it was one that I really, really loved and took advantage of when I got my first starter kit. And it is the king of essential oils and it is frankincense. Oh man, if you haven't smelled frankincense, call me, I'll give you a sample. It is insanity. It is so beautiful. It's described as royal, resin, and woody. And it is, in fact, a resin um, made from a tree. doTERRA sources from Somaliland. And it is just absolutely beautiful. And it's the king because it just has so many functions and it can, it can help you on so many levels. So the way that I used it initially and that I still do often is in my skincare routine. 
So I use Yarrow Palm daily now, but I also have just started putting um, frankincense back into my skincare routine. It's really great for anti-aging, for healthy glowing skin, and for wrinkle reduction. And so I will just put a drop of frankincense or I rub the frankincense roller into my palm add my moisturizer, some Euro Palm, and rub it all over. And I definitely am going to stand there, cup my hands over my nose, and inhale it, and just enjoy that scent. It's amazing. I also, if I know I've got a big day ahead, I'll rub a little bit on the back of my neck because it's really, really great for calming. Frank also... I mean, it just has so many functions. It's great to help aid in depression via um, aroma by scent wound healing and scars I actually have been placing some I got a little reaction on my on my stomach I've got some weird <laughs> marks on it so I've been using the frankincense roller all over that um, and it has been very helpful Frank can also help with sciatica back pain headaches immune health <laughs> jaundice I mean, you name it and Frank is going to help. Congestion, cough, allergies. This baby is a powerhouse. I love having it on hand when I need some extra stimulation during the day if I'm really working hard on a podcast or, you know, something that, I, something that I'm working on. I'm always working on multiple things. Frank will give you a little clarity. So that is my oil currently. And then my favorite healthcare practice right now is hiking and getting outside. Spring is here in Ontario. And I mean, I, I do get outside daily. I walk Habby, my dog, but um, hiking has been wonderful. Getting out with friends, preferably in the sunshine, but even if not, it just feels so good. And, and today I even saw daffodils coming up and, um, Getting outside is just, well, you know, we, I just also did a whole episode on the benefits of nature with uh, Jessica Harrower last week, and it's just beautiful. And we have a hike here um, that is, well, we have many, many here that are all uphill. I can't wait for the mountain, Blue Mountain, to open their hiking trails. But this is a really good workout, guys. And if you bring a friend and you're shooting the shit... It barely feels like you're exercising. I mean, you're huffing a little bit and your ass might get a little sore, but you're also having fun and laughing and talking. It's great for your cardio health. It's great for mus muscular health. It's great for everything. Um, so if you haven't been out hiking yet this spring, I highly recommend it. Okay, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to hear some feedback. Please, please, please like and share on social media. Review the podcast if you haven't and you have a minute. And please, please leave me a five star on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. I appreciate all of you and I can't wait to connect soon. Thanks again so much for being here, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and you were able to gain some new insight and knowledge into wellness. The goal here is to develop habits for long-term success in health and happiness. 
If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could subscribe and follow and leave a review on iTunes. As you know, essential oils are to me the bomb and I would love, love, love to help anyone with these beautiful tools from the earth. If you're interested or you have any questions, reach out to me anytime. Let's continue our shift into wellness, support each other along the way, and be the best we can be from the inside out.